0: Movement Radio. this your boy Q Man. Um, I like to uh, introduce and invite young entrepreneur that's doing a lot of great things out of Mississippi. Um, Mr. Lawrence Robinson, Lawrence, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you good.
1: All
0: right. What's going on? Not much, man. Good to have you on the show. I know it's been like forever in a day. I know we supposed to have been got on a long time ago, but. Uh, a little technical differences, but we 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 own now. Oh uh, yeah, that's all
1: good
0: as long as we here, now, That's good. Yeah. So you know, I, I I'm very interested. You know, um, and I know it, it's a great story that uh about your your SIP giving. How would you come up with the concept okay. of that? Well, when I when I got out of the military, I
1: got out of the military probably about uh, two thousand nine. And uh, when I was going to school, I was going to college, you know, I noticed that uh, everybody had, like, their own clothing line, like, wherever you go somewhere. um, There was a lot of people that had their clothing line. Because before I got out of the military, I lived in Germany, and I know I seen a lot of, like, New York cats and uh, Texas cats. They was real, you know, proud about where they came from and what have you. And so when I came back to Mississippi, I was like, well, man, I need to design something for Mississippi so that Mississippi cats can have something that they can rock. But then when everybody see it, they will want to rock it too. You know, I know that when people look at Mississippi, they don't think about, you know, uh, they think negatively about it. They don't think about it in a positive light, and, and, uh, which is, you know, I mean, people can look at it like that because that's the kind of image that certain people want to portray here. So I started off with uh, the ship design. Originally, I wanted to put like some interstates and stuff on there. And I said, well, I want to make a design for something. Where it could uh, transition for the whole state. The entire state could wear it. Because when you come to Mississippi, it's really kind of sectional. Right. You know, everybody is either I'm a fan of a certain team, and it's not one whole t- uh, one whole thing that everybody could wear. So I came up with the SIP design, um, and I really I kind of put it on the shelf when I was in college. I spent about you know I uh, did about four years in college, and I kind of put it on the shelf. And then when I got out. Um, I went on a couple job interviews, and uh, that's when it really, like, it made me want to actually start doing it again, because as I went on job interviews, people was telling me that I was good enough, but I wasn't good enough to work for that company. And so I said, well, man, I need to start putting my own stuff to work. So probably in about 2012, I actually started getting the hats together and started getting embroidered and put on hats. And so I started off with about 72 hats, and now I got hats, uh, beanies, tank tops, sweaters, uh, I just got some polos in so pretty much anything that anybody wants um, and on the t-shirts it says all I do is sip so it's basically saying I'm from Mississippi it's a play on words um, but uh, the people love it man and it's been growing every year for me and so it's, it's really getting out there for everybody to like to wear it and like it. I actually got guys that I was in the military with that support me a lot they buy it a lot. Um, every time they go somewhere people always ask some different things. I was going to do some other states as well too but right now i'm just trying to build a brand on this so that's
0: that's where the Sip gear came from that's what i was just about to ask you i was just about to ask you like what what have you have you ever thought about taking the brand like to you got family here you got family in florida you got family in georgia you know we got family everywhere so is that is the thought process i'm gonna take the brand like national or you just want to keep it right there with the Sip gear
1: uh, eventually, yeah, I plan on taking a national. I have some designs for some other states as well, too, that i just been sitting on for a while. Uh, but i really just been trying to, in the last couple of years, just build a base uh, off of the Silk brand itself, because what I really want to do is make that a separate brand uh, from the overall company, which is uh, State Caps. And then once I'm able to make that brand a separate brand for itself, uh, then what I'll do is I'll just uh, I'll just make make all the brands outside, or well, make all the state designs outside of what it is. Now I still work with some artists that want to work with me on different stuff, and I have to get the right kind of idea for the uh, you know for the state. Cause I don't want it to be something that's kind of lame. Yeah. I want it to be something that's cool and exciting for everybody to wear. So it's it's kind of it takes a little bit of while to get the design and, and you know to get different input on what people want, and then put that design out and actually have people wear it. But I do plan on. I don't know if it was yeah,
0: though. yeah. So I I, I know like it, it's interesting that, that you say when you when you you came with the entrepreneur idea after like being told in the regular working segment that hey you, you you're good but not good enough for us. It's, that's that's the same story in, in any in almost any entrepreneur you talk to. That's the same story. Even in my story, you know, even with with, with the latest venture right here, this radio station. When I came to all of the different media companies down here with the idea of having you know black excellence as a as a way of to to push the the positive influence on the community everybody was like man man black positivity don't work you ain't looked at the tv lately (laughs) so you know it, it, it just be that 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 the difference between like the person the regular person and the entrepreneur is that if if we don't get the support then we say, okay, well then how can I fix the problem? I'm gonna fix it, how can I do it versus uh, having it done for me?
1: Right, yeah, I mean, it, it, what, what really made me mad was that, you know, the, the, the military, and I mean, and I know because you've been in and everything, but for the people that's listening that, that don't know, the military beats you up and it makes you think like, you know, you're getting all this training and everything is just gonna fall in your lap. College is kind of the same way too, it's like, you go in there like, oh, you get all these degrees and, you know, a job has to fall, but you still have to put in that work. And for some people, um they kind of break down because they say well i went and did all this and none of this stuff was followed through for me so what should i do yeah and it kind of really pissed me off because it, it made me mad because it was like i was doing these interviews and i thought really i had had like a, a premonition about this job because i was sitting in the library and i had went to this place and i was next thing i know i picked up a book and it was about the company that i had an interview with i went on the first round interview and then the lady liked me she was like i really like you and i want to uh, you know, have you meet my boss? And um, you know, we're going the second round interview, and so on, so forth. With my district manager and uh, I'm reading this book, and they're like, "Well, we got opportunity." And it was in a uh, black, I think it was in uh, the magazine Black Enterprise, I think. They was talking about how they had business opportunities for, uh, you know, black entrepreneurs if they wanted to buy stock into the company or if they wanted to open up a company or whatever. And so when I went into, when I went into the interview and I told this gentleman what I wanted to do, he just kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. And then you got to <laughs> partner that, too, with Mississippi is a state that is like, if, if, if you black, they want you working underneath them. They don't want you to be on the same level for them. And so that really kind of, you hey, know, pissed
0: yeah. me off as well, too. It ain't just Mississippi.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, 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 I know and, it might and, be magnified in Mississippi, but but i gonna right, tell right. you, it's rough in Miami, too.
1: Yeah, it's and I, and I believe that, you know, especially with a lot of stuff that's going on. But I, but I know, like, here it's just like it's still on, especially when you go in a certain area. It's like you, you're the boy. You, you're you the boy that goes and works in, in my field. Hey, boy, go work in my field or something. And I just felt like, you know, <laughs> for me, Uh, I'm I'm thinking to myself like well I've got more to offer than these guys who who the hell are they to tell me what I can and can't do and so it just made me mad you know and it it made me want to start my own business so I wouldn't have to look at somebody else's face and then you know almost essentially dig them for a job in
0: reality when I could be doing your job exactly a lot better too right yeah so I don't know um, as far as the, the reasons because i know um with me being in the military and me coming out of the military and when, like i started my business probably about about three or four years before i retired from the military and the reason why i started it is because like, i looked at my field like logistics i was a logistics officer and i looked at my field and i looked at, I looked at the lifestyle that, that, that the majors and colonels and you know generals and, was living and I was like, that ain't what I want for my future. You know what I'm saying? It it, it, it was it right. seemed all right, and it was it, it may have been um, relatively decent pay, but the lifestyle was just like, nah, I can't right. I can't do that. I gotta be able to be able to have more control over my where I'm going, why I'm going there, and what I'm doing, and it gotta mean something to me. So that's the reason why. I branched out and, and got went full speed into into like real estate and started my own company and all of that just just led to me doing two or three different companies and I had like this radio stations like my fifth or sixth venture. Um, so I I think you got like a similar because our backgrounds are so similar plus we family I think you got a similar type thought process when it comes to the reason why you stepped out and became an entrepreneur. Share that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I got out uh, when I got out of the military, you know, I, I got out as an E six so I was fast you know, I was fast tracking.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh I think I had made it to the pinnacle of where I was gonna go and that I originally you know, because I went in with my brother and I um and I told him I was like, you know, I wanna gonna use as a stepping because I always wanted to go to college anyway as well too. so that was really my main goal was to go to college for her. And uh, I knew I needed that post-secondary training. And so um, when I got in the military, I didn't know anything about it. But then I, I liked it. I really liked it, but the, the rapid deployments and all that other stuff, and like you said, the lifestyle, it just wasn't. Out, at that particular point, I was in a point in my life where it was like, it wasn't really good for me, and I needed a drastic change in order for me, you know, to maintain my sanity. You know, I, I figured if I had to deploy one more time and go at
0: the rate that I
1: was, I would either be dead or I'd be somewhere in an insane asylum because, you know, I just, with the amount of explosions that I went through and stuff like that, it just wasn't. Uh, It it, it didn't play on me too well. And being far away from family like that right there, because I was stationed in Germany. I didn't have nobody that I could really, really turn to. So I was really on my own and by myself. And that's really, you know, that really uh, made me look at the situation and say, well, I got to kind of back off of this, and I got to kind of get my head clear. So that's why I came back to Mississippi. And then uh, I went to Memphis for a little while, because I grew up right outside of Memphis, man. And if anybody, anybody know anything about Memphis, man, Memphis is a city, man, where you try to do something positive it's hard to do something positive because there's always something negative going on. And so uh, I got into a little couple issues there uh, in Memphis and I said, man, I need to go off somewhere. So I went off to the uh, Delta because I got dependent department down there in the Mississippi Delta as well, too. So I just went off to school down there, went to Delta State, and that was, that was kind of the, uh, the place where it was for me to kind of atmosphere where it wasn't a whole lot going on, so I had to clear my head and get my sanity back. I had a friend of mine came down to visit me, and she was like, this all seemed like the place for you that you need to be. But at that particular time in my life, like, I needed to be there and get away from all that stuff. So, yeah, that lifestyle for me and the standpoint of just what my head was at, at that particular time, it, it wasn't going to be good for me to outcome if I had to keep going the same right I was going.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, and that'd be necessary sometimes. I, I, as a matter of fact, I was just having a conversation, with somebody about that either yesterday or today about, you know, um, like people, they, they, they get in a rut themselves and they stop themselves from having success because they need everybody else to agree with what they got going on before they do it. And the the thing is that most, most people that, that branch out and and start businesses or or take risks, like, you don't have to, I don't, for me personally, I don't, nobody in my circle got to be agreeing with what I'm doing for me to say it's a good thing for me yeah.
2: right
0: and that that's the yeah, that, yeah. that's thats the that's the most important part of if anybody listening want to be an entrepreneur like some some of the things that uh that you want to do in, in your vision for what you what you have for your future everybody is gonna look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> everybody's, right, gonna be, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's gonna be like, What yeah, I gonna, mean yeah. which, what you know about, you know, that's like another right. start of it's the real make estate you too. Yeah, 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 it is. You're gonna question yourself. You're gonna question is. yourself behind that.
1: I I, I question myself a lot. a lot of stuff like, man, should, should I really do that? But then I, I you know, I never forget, I remember when I first started selling my hats. Um, I went and I was visiting, uh, I was with my old lady and we was down somewhere and we was, you know, uh, in the country. And uh, it was they was having a uh, like a get-together with some bikers and some guys that had some four-wheelers and stuff. It was like a biker club or whatever. And with we that, down there. Her cousin was like, man, you should bring them hats down there, you know, and try to sell them over here. And so um, I took them down there, went out, and I came out, and her cousin brought me out and introduced me to everybody. And it was a dude there. He went ahead on. He bought like two hats from me. And I never forget, man, it was a it was a it was a woman. She walked up to me and she was like, man, you don't get that stupid, she was like, that, that it looked so ugly. She was like, that country ass. I was like, what? And she just talked so bad about me. And it really made me question if what I was doing was the right thing. I was like, man, should I keep going on with this? And then um, you know, but then I had to get up out of that, out of that setting, because this just how some people is. And once I moved and I moved my business with me, and I moved down here to the coast. Uh, it picked up more so than what it was when I was up in in the northern half of the state. I started up there but I moved down here. Uh and a lot more people, you know, will see it. Now folks see me out now and they don't even call me by my name. They just hey you the sip dude right oh man, I just ran into I was in the uh, grocery store the other day. A guy walked up to me, he said, Man, I, I had one of them sit hats on man and uh I lost it and I've been trying to get in touch with him so I gave him my card he's like now I'm going to be putting in some orders with you and stuff so mm-hmm. sometimes it be the places that you are and the people because a person can see if they see that you got something that's golden man mm-hmm.
2: they'll try
1: to destroy it
0: because they want to be the ones who want to do it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you always got that but those are the ones that don't never make it because they they scared of competition so competition mm-hmm. com- competition is what drive the economy like it, 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 it's, it's, it's crazy that people don't get that when you could you could drive down any major city and any highway and you'll see you know mcdonald's wendy's and burger king on the same street you know what i'm saying right. so it, it, they ain't arguing about you know you 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 driving away customers they all everybody understands that if you come in to buy a hamburger you more likely to buy one if it's three options than one so right know, and
1: competition make you better man yeah. I mean, it only makes you get better it redefines you. It makes you challenge yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to slip and fall, but the thing about it is that it's going to make you challenge yourself. I find myself challenging myself all the time. You know, when I first started out, I wasn't doing a lot of my clothing in-house. Uh, I was going to other people to do it. But, you know, I see it in the first year. I said, well, these people are making more of my money than what I'm making. I'm not bringing in that much revenue. So mm-hmm. I said, well, listen, let me break down. Let me get my own equipment. And so when I started doing that, you know, then people started looking at you like you're crazy. Like, yeah, why are you getting all your equipment? And, you know, and I had some stumbling blocks when I first started. Uh, you know, my, with my logo and trying to get it digitized and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stuff takes time. You have to sit down and you have to mess with that stuff. And plenty of nights I've been up, I get off work at five and I'm at the house up in the morning till 10, 11, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, redefining everything,
2: trying to learn how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I've burnt
1: up plenty of shirts, you know, messed up plenty of hats, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But all that stuff's come along and now I've gotten so good with it that it ain't there for me to just knock out an order real quick and go on about my
0: business. That's what's up. So the... Um... The book you got, I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. loving that book. Explain that to them. Tell them the title and the book, and also, also hit up to let everybody know where they can they can get you at for orders for for uh, social media and the whole nine. Okay, so.
1: Uh, I'll start with where they can order it at first. Uh, where they can order it is they can order it directly off Amazon. They just go to Amazon and type in uh, surviving the war in college roommates. Uh, that's surviving the war in college roommates. If they type that to Amazon, they can pull it up there. They can order it directly from Amazon. They can go to Kindle and they can order it as well too from Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in the state of Mississippi. I have it in two, uh, two locations here. One uh, location is in Jackson. Uh, at at uh, Lemur, Lemura Books, they can go there and they can get them uh, from there, Lemura Books in Jackson, and I have them at another location at uh, the uh, Indianola Pecan House which mm-hmm. they have two locations, one is in Flowood, Mississippi, and then one is uh, in Indianola, Mississippi as well too
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but I, the, the book Surviving the War in College Roommates, this is my first book that I ever,
2: uh, that I ever wrote
1: uh, it took me about five years to write the book. Uh, when I really finally sat down and wrote the book, I started on it five years ago but when I really sat down to go finish it. it took me about three months to finish it. Um, and I got the idea because when I was in college, when I got out of college, uh, when I got out of the military and I went to college, um, you know, I didn't know anybody. And I, was, I was starting over newer. So I was about 22, 23, I guess what you would call somebody that's a little bit older going back to college rather than what the actual age for college individuals is, starting out as a freshman. Right. And when I, I started off at a uh, at a community college, I did one year there. So then I transferred uh, to Delta State University. And when I transferred there, like everybody that I met from my first roommate, everybody was always like, "Man, something wrong with that dude. Like he crazy." Because you know I show up here, I am on the black dude. I show up, and I don't speak like how everybody speaks. Because I've been gone from Mississippi. You know, I, I spent my formative years in Germany. So from the time I was 18. To about 22 23 i'm in germany you know i can drink at the age of 18 i can do all this stuff so my mind you know on how the world is viewed is a little bit different from what it is for mississippi because it's enclosed right and especially in the mississippi delta because the mississippi delta is one of the most impoverished regions in the nation and so i get there got a nice truck and everything and. Um... My roommate sees me and I got a beard. I've I grown my beard out and I got a nappy fro. You know, I just look like a black caveman or whatever. <laughs> and so everybody's like, everybody's like, this dude's crazy. So every time they see me, they was like, he crazy or whatever, but they was like, he's pretty smart you know, when it comes down to knowing stuff uh, in class and in work and stuff so, you know, I just get people used to ask me crazy questions I'm like, why are you asking me questions in class? I'm like, well, we're in class, we're here to learn, you know and so again, like I said, it's always been my dream to go back to college, so I'm taking it serious, I'm like I'm not gonna mess this up or whatever, I only got one shot and so if um, I'm going through, I'm, I'm interacting with these different roommates and I'm knowing that, you know, as they're calling me crazy, like they're doing all the most craziest stuff that I ever seen anybody see, anybody do. And, you know, they'll tell you like when you're in the military, like you be the craziest people in the military. Like, nah, I met the craziest people in college. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I would just, I would just sit back and I would look at it. And I told, uh, I told somebody one day, I think I'm gonna write a book about this. I said, this, this needs to be told, man. Like it's too funny on the things that these folks are doing. And so then I, I wrote the book uh, called uh, "Surviving the War in College Roommates." Originally, I started out. Um, I wrote out I wrote the uh, the introduction first Uh... (laughs) but yeah originally uh, I wrote the I wrote the introduction first and um the introduction was just me talking about going to, uh as i was going to school it was snowing so while well, i'm from north said we get snow like almost every year but it'd be like light snow mm-hmm. so i'm driving there and this girl she like hauling ass down the street and i said man this, this, I said, this chick on, oh, she's gonna wreck this car she's gonna be in a ditch so i get all down the street she didn't you know put the car in a ditch or whatever so i pull over hop out and help her and stuff so then i get to college so it starts off with that introduction and then it goes through each one of my roommates And so the book has four roommates in it. When I finished that, I went back and somebody said, well, you know, you probably should put some definitions in there because you're talking to a lot of people that don't understand military terminology. So I went back and I put uh, the book starts off with definitions. And then I added a prologue. And the prologue is after the definitions page. That prologue covers my last three months since I'm in the military. And it kind of gives the reader where my mind is at and the reason why i'm getting out of the military some right. of it's a little bit of what we discussed earlier
0: and then it actually goes into the introduction and into the book yeah well i i, I definitely got to give you much mad props on on writing the book because i've been i've been supposed to finish in a book for the last five or six years and i'm like still on page one it's like I get, I get it started, and yeah. then I get time to write. I sit down, and then I go to like thinking about okay, I need to do this, 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 this. So it'd be five or six different yeah, it's, it's, things it's, I come up with. It's,
2: it's
1: it's tough. It's tough to write it. Like I said, when I first started, like I, I started with the uh, with the introduction. It took me a couple of days to write the introduction, and then when I finished the first chapter, the first chapter probably took me about a year or two. Like I said, when I first, I think, again, I was in a, I was in a situation to where I was at my job and, um, I got pissed off because they were, they were trying to get me to do something that I didn't think was the right thing to do. Rather, I didn't know it was the right thing to do. And so, as I was getting pissed, I would come back home and I would tell my old lady, like, listen, man, like, like, what they telling me to do, like, this is almost borderline against the law, and I'm not supposed to be doing this. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't want to be a part of something. I'm going to go down for somebody because I'm going to be the dude they going to say.
2: Mm-hmm. And so I
1: told her, I said, listen, you know what? I'm not going to let nobody bag me in no corner where I don't have some type of side hustle going on. And I've always been a good writer. I actually, uh, my English teacher, when I was in, um, actually when I was in uh, at the community college and when I went to Delta State. They both told me that I can write really, really good. You know, I, I wasn't a writer; I could just always write. Now, my grandma—that's an issue with my grammar, you know. <laughs> which everybody, you know, there's an issue with that. Except you not be on the internet, you know, you run into some of these police or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I can—I can always write and uh, put words together because I used to rap back in the day, so I can always like wordplay and put words together.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, writing a book is—it's real, real tedious. But when I actually started and I got into it, man, it, it, it really like. Writing it, was uh, that's probably one of the best things I ever did with my life is writing that book. And actually seeing it it come together, you know, actually putting it together. Because there's a local uh, down here, there's a local on the coast, there's a local print shop. And I was going to go through them to print my book. But, uh, you know, you walk in and they had the Confederate flag in there. And I said, I usually don't even spend money with folks like that. (laughs) I usually don't even (laughs) spend money with folks like that. But I said, I'm going to check them out real quick and see what they're about. So I check them out, and then just from the onset, like I had, like this this girl had an attitude, uh, it was like this Hispanic girl, like she had an attitude with me. They had a brother in there, but he, he seemed like, they just had him walking around like he wouldn't do that, he didn't know too much of that. And they was really just being anal about this book, like, and they would say a little slick stuff, like, yeah, you know, when you was in college, you should do, you know, this is how you should do this, you need to add more pages. And then they was trying to take my work, man, and turn it into like a, like they wanted to put it in like, a, you know when you get a pamphlet, Mm-hmm. They wanted to put it in something like it was a pamphlet, and I said, "This is not a book. With, you know, that's about a pamphlet." Then they wanted to put pictures in it. I said, "I'm not trying. This ain't a book. I'm trying to put pictures in here. Man, it's not a children's book, man." Book. Right? And I and I said, "This is not what I want." And, and they kept on telling me, kept on telling me. So I had a girl that I worked with. She told me, she said, "Listen, my ex-husband went through this company, and so I found this company online to where you can do everything yourself, and you can self-publish." And I said, "Well, I think I'm smart enough to know how to go read and do everything." So. I sent off my copyright paperwork. I went ahead, I self-published it, man. Um, I put it out in October of last year, and then my copyright came in probably about two or three months later. And so I just been selling them uh, from there. As a matter of fact, this coming up weekend on the 21st, Uh, 21st of April, I'll be in Starkville, Mississippi, uh, at a uh, bookstore down there uh, called Books and Cafe uh, for Super Bulldog Weekend. So I'll be down there from 11 to 2, and this will be my actual first book signing that I'll do. And then after that, the next, the following month, I'll be back home in the Mississippi Delta in Webb, Mississippi, and I'll be doing a book signing
0: down there as well, too. So everything is coming together. So that's what's up. So what you going to do for like a a follow-up to that book?
1: Um, I got a couple of things I'm working on. Um, I, I, I really want to work on, um, I, I've been, it's been in my mind to kind of do a documentary on Mississippi, um, you know, to tell, like, the true history of Mississippi, uh, and not, you know, give it this washed down, watered down type of stuff. Ooh, you about to start and I also, trap, uh, started on a, uh, started on a children's book as well, too. And so I got a children's book that's gonna kind of cover the life of, uh, you know, me and my brothers when we was growing up and some of the wacky things that we're gonna do. And it's going to be a children's book, you know, the character's going to be African-American or whatever. I know a lot of people, you know, they kind of get rubbed off by that. Like, why you got to put black, you know, stuff like that right there. But, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cover us. And uh, I don't know how many series I'm going to do with it yet, but uh, I'll probably drop that probably sometime next spring as well, too. I'm hoping to try to finish that up sometime this year. If not, I'll try to drop it in the fall or what have you. But, uh, yeah, th- those are the two major things that I'm really trying to work on next, which is that children's book. Uh, and then, uh, probably trying to get uh, a lot of, uh, literature and stuff together and, uh, start getting books together and,
0: uh, talking to historians stories on trying to get this, uh, documentary together on Mississippi. Yeah, you do a, you, you do a, uh, a documentary on Mississippi, but you're gonna start some shit.
1: Oh, yeah, I already know, and, and, you know, and that's the, and, and that's the thing about it is, like, <clears throat> my thing is, like, you know, a lot of people down here, you know, Mississippi, man, it's a dangerous city. They mm-hmm. say we're, like, a city, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's a dangerous state. They say we're, like, number three in uh, white supremacists and uh, uh, neo-Nazi organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't care, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, because we got, you know, we 40% of the population. That's the largest in any state in the nation, mm-hmm. you know? And we're running around here acting like we're, you know,
2: African-Americans, like we're 5%
1: of the population. We can have our own economy in this state, you know what I mean? And so for me, like somebody has to be the moral. You know what I'm saying? Somebody has to be the mortar. I don't think we understand that uh, that much as a people that we just sit around and we think that we got the one Negro rule where it's, well, one one Negro got to stand up and do for everybody. No, yeah. no, no. Everybody has to do something. Yeah. But yeah. somebody has to be a mortar in order to set that fire so that everybody can see, oh, this is what it is. Because nobody's really telling the truth down here about what went on and how a lot of the stuff happened during the civil rights movement, how we had a lot of people in the church working with the white citizens council, so on and so forth. And so I've been reading a lot of books, man, a lot of books, and it's been really opening my eyes because I took Mississippi studies in high school, and they don't tell you all this. stuff. They make you mm-hmm. think that black folks have been running around here in Mississippi singing and wang-dang doodle and singing
0: <laughs> hymns, you know what I
1: mean? And that, that's just not true, man, and I'm just tired of that narrative being put out like that
0: well, uh, I tell you, yeah, it's rough. You, you yeah. know, they ain't, gonna, they ain't gonna show us in no kind of powerful light. But, uh,
2: right. like, that's what I say. No,
0: that, that's what right. this is all about. And it's all about that black excellence and putting that information out there, so we can, so people can actually know what's going on instead of you know, because you know they, the, the regular media outlets ain't gonna tell us. They ain't gonna tell us. No, but, they're not. But the reality of it is, now we're in this information age, man, and we we carry around cell phones that can do. More than what the, the television stations was doing 30 years ago, so right. with with that in mind, people gotta understand that you ain't got no really no good good excuses on why you're not doing whatever it is you set out to do, cause you can get it right. done. There ain't no excuse. There is no excuse for well for why you failed. Yeah. It's just drive. It's just yeah. drive and determination. If you ain't got it, then you just ain't got it.
1: Yeah, in this it's, it's, it's day and age, man, like you know, and I understand some people live in some areas, but they're not making as much money, stuff. So, so I, I, you know, I can, uh, I can sympathize with them, you know. But when somebody gives you a way to get some information, like you should take heed to that, you know. And I, to go back to what I was talking about, like this weekend, uh, this was a uh, it was a black spring break down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and all week, man, like on the news, like you had like all week on the news, they've been. Complaining. Complaining. complain! Oh, they coming out here. They tear up stuff. They do this. They do that. They do this. They do that. But they won't tell you that this uh, spring break, they make more revenue off of this event than any other revenue than they make off of any other event throughout the year because these kids coming down here, they buying hotels up. They spending money at the mall, they spending money at the mm-hmm. fast food places everywhere. So it's mm-hmm. big money being spent. But then they don't want the kids to come down here. Man, we had a guy on the radio, man, get on TV and clap. A news a news anchor now, a local news anchor get on the TV and clap because they said it was gonna rain yesterday, which was Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm. Which
1: it did rain most of the day, but they still got out that night. They was in the mall. Uh, folks in the mall spending money in the mall. You got shops closing down earlier. See, this is the nonsense that folks need to be told about. Yeah. You know, and then now, when the numbers come out and they don't make that amount of money for the revenue that they made last year, they're going to see how stupid they was for doing that. So it was actually a good thing that it kind of rained. I know it was bad for the spring breakers that came down, but it's kind of a good thing for these business owners that's going to lose out from a lot of their money from being ignorant and racist to the fact that they'll cut off their nose and spike their face, man. It's just it's a bunch of
0: idiots. Yeah, it is that, and, and I think like maybe like a couple of years, maybe two, three years ago, they were doing the same thing up in uh, Myrtle Beach on this side on the East Coast. Um, you had a that that was uh, they host Black Bite Week on that side, um, and. Uh, they had a lot of them talking about they, they need to you know find another place to go they need to they need to not make it a, a race thing which which they was making it a race thing it wasn't the week because, right because the week prior is the, is the harley event like all the harley riders come through and then the next week is what they call you know sports bike week but you know that's that's typically a black bike so mm-hmm. those guys, and, and they, they've been making a fuss about that for the last four or five years, man, about, um, about the black kids coming down for their spring break and then the black bikers and the riders. But they, they don't say a thing about the Harley riders coming through the week prior. But they're gonna miss that revenue, man, if they keep playing around. But but see, that, that's, the, that's the number one thing it is like what, what attracted me to real estate is this like the, the ability to build wealth and the ability to have like something
1: for
0: yourself
1: they, they do a lot of stuff down here like i said they, they're gonna miss out on a lot of stuff they're like that revenue yeah they're gonna miss out on a lot of revenue when they do but they, and that's one of the main reasons why i uh i started doing all of this stuff to have my own business because it's about ownership man. it's about ownership and we don't have a lot of us when we have entrepreneurs uh they can't get out a lot you know uh we, we're gonna do a, uh i host uh, myself along with uh two other uh, individuals that have their own businesses down here. I don't want to name drop because I didn't talk to them beforehand. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do a, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing an event at, the, at a local Holistic Garden down here uh, just to show people where they can get fresh food from. And then later, oh, later on this year, in August, we'll be doing, yeah, it's real big, man. It's real big in the middle that's of the big. community. They can buy a plot. They can buy a plot for $25. So we're trying to get the people out there, you know, to understand if they can get fresh You know, food without them uh, GMOs in it, man, and all that other crap that's in them food, Mm -hmm. that's in their food. And then last year we hosted a first ever uh, uh, Black Entrepreneur Expo, and so I got a lot of flack for that uh, because a lot of people was like, "Well, they don't, it ain't ready, it ain't the time." And I just think a lot of people don't have the pulse of the people right now. The people trying to spend money, they trying to grow business. So we did that last year. We had a great turnout for that. We plan on doing that again this year. I already got the building for it. Uh, after this event that we have on uh, in April, uh, I'm going to start getting ready to promote for that. And so I'm hoping to get a, I think in the first year, man, we got about 25, we got about, I want to say about 26, 27 to 30 vendors um, that signed up. We had about 22 of them show sure. up. Uh, and they spent $25 on those vendor fees last year, man, and made about, you know, each, each vendor made no less than probably about $500 in one set.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to do right here in uh, South Florida, man. But but the the Hispanic community got things on lock, got brothers scared to make moves. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. I, like I said, I'm I'm doing a uh, a series on financial education, um, real estate, and um, couple of other things that within the community that we need i'm gonna call the series black love so it's gonna be like over mm, over mm. um i'm gonna do it like every other friday where we're gonna get together we're gonna discuss politics community investments finances whatever it is and then you know have a little good food and uh good music afterwards. Yeah. so yeah we're gonna, we're gonna get that, that black love series started man and i'm, I'm gonna try to yeah. also include like stuff like what you got going on in Mississippi is that where well, we got that uh that that kind of like black farmers market where we can get people to come yeah, out it, and, uh, and produce I, I that, talk, that that's gonna produce talk, stuff like that
1: yeah it's another brother uh, that I ran into man named uh Patrick he's on my Facebook page man and he uh, he's up, he's up in the northern half of Mississippi and um they this brother man they got 10 acres of land and um they're about to start doing something I think should've been done a long time ago, which is farming our own food. And then they'll start selling that food to different cities and uh, municipalities outside of the state of Mississippi. And so I think a lot of people should check him out. Um, he's a part of the Black Liberation Movement or whatnot, uh, which I don't have a problem with. His name is Patrick Exa- uh, Patrick Alexander. But I think a lot of people should check him out too if they listen to uh, to this podcast, listen to this show. Brother's doing a good thing, man. He's got his own farmland, they got 10 acres up there. He's learning how to farm, he's gonna farm that food, and he's gonna take that food, man, and then they're gonna turn t- turn that food back over to the people so that we can make money and that money can
0: circulate back into the community, man. Man, that, that would be well, that that is a step in the right direction within like to, to be your own you you know, as far as in the military, to kill a community, you cut off their resources. If we can establish trade and resources within the black community, man, I'm telling you. Some of the, then some of that, because I read an article uh, this week was saying that the, the black community spending resources was now estimated at one point seven trillion or something. On, on mm-hmm. I think that was in the in the previous quarter. So I'm like, if we can give, mm-hmm. if we can reroute that just to black businesses and black communities and black networks and, and logistics and. If we produce our own fruit and, and all that and food and other resources man that'll be huge and that if that brother there is doing that man that is a step in the right direction right there. that good thing. That's, yeah that's, we that's, just that's gotta be we gotta learn to how to be selfish yeah yeah
1: we gotta we gotta learn how to be selfish and we gotta understand that being stingy ain't a bad thing
0: you know exactly i was
1: gonna make some shirts about being about you know black folks being stingy um, you know, we need to be stingy, but we need to be stingy to people outside of our communities, not people inside of our community. Right, and that's what everybody else is doing. That's that's nothing about being racial or racist against anybody else that's a that's a known fact even in this multicultural atmosphere that we have Mm -hmm. black folks are still on the bottom we still on the bottom because everybody wants us to be the main ones that are spending we the consumers and we buying up everything but then we can't sit down in a starbucks and wait on a friend we got to get arrested behind. that's that's, that's utter nonsense that's utter nonsense listen you know what i mean (laughs) and so that's that's just that, that's just crazy to me, and so that's why I've been I got the you know the clothing line, the book. Now I sell to everybody. I sell to everybody. I tell I tell everybody, else. I sell to everybody. Uh, everybody can buy from me. I'm not afraid to call my business a black-owned business because I am black and right. I own
0: it. Exactly. But
1: understand that I'm not gonna turn my back to my people just because you think you're parishioning with me.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I
1: parishion with you. You can buy from me or what have you. And we can we can trade and we can barter. Just understand it. I'm not gonna turn my back and turn away from that just because you want me to for a dollar amount. Because you would do the same thing.
0: Exactly, and that that is that that's the difficult part about you know when, when you're trying to grow your business that you feel like, hey, I I don't want to miss them dollars, so I gotta I gotta start tapering off and saying, well, I'm a business. I'm not necessarily a black business. Or I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not necessarily a black entrepreneur. So we we take the black out of our, our establishment as we try to move up the ladder of success, which is which is like backwards because you don't see no Jewish companies doing that, you don't see no no Hispanic companies doing that, you don't see no other community like that step away from their their identity just to be accepted.
2: Well, I think
1: I think people are going. I think people are gonna, people going to define
0: how Black businesses are
1: anyway. The fact that they if 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 somebody tells you. Right, that I'm not gonna spend money with you because you put black on the name or whatever. That should tell you a lot about that person, not yeah, exactly. about yourself, because that means that something is inherently wrong with the person. You yeah. know what I mean? Even uh, it, it was a guy the other day, and I get this a lot. Now I tell you, my biggest, my biggest customers, just to be blatantly honest with you, are white women, because white women will come, they will buy. Let's say if I got a tank top for sale, Mm
2: -hmm. they'll buy
1: a tank top for themselves, and then they'll say, well, my husband needs this. They'll buy something for him, and then they'll buy something for their children, right? And Mm -hmm. so they're they're usually uh, my biggest buyers or what have you. Mm -hmm. Now, in saying that, I've had plenty of individuals, when they see me and I tell them, well, I got a business, it's T-shirts or what have you. The first thing that'll come off of their mouth and they'll say, is it urban? (laughs) <laughs> and so I ask them I say well what well, what, well, what? makes it urban what defines and they just look at me like I'm crazy yeah. it's a t-shirt it's, I tell them I, and I'll and I, and I point out well you're wearing a t-shirt right now what is your t-shirt urban and I know that they're saying that it's urban because I'm black so you're not going to be able to escape it any, to escape it anyway right. so why not just go ahead and embrace it and just use it to run your but listen if somebody's not going to spend money with you they're not going to spend money with you and so what? You, you don't need to focus on that you need to focus on Building you a clientele. You want to sell to everybody. Yeah, everybody wants to sell to everybody. But everybody's not going to like your product. So mm. you can't be sitting up here worried about somebody that's not going to like your product. What you need to do is focus on those customers that's going to be worried about your product and then try to maximize your money through them. And then if you can branch out and if those other ones finally come around, then you sell to them. You don't sell to them. But well, don't waste your time trying, trying to run up and behind a, a low customer that's never going to spend any money with you anyway.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I definitely. Ain't you know, I, and I think nobody. that concept
1: been lost
0: in the years coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely not running up behind nobody for no uh, customers or nothing like that. Cause uh, I feel like what's out there for me is for me. I Ain't, ain't got to like do no crazy stuff for it. Mhm. Yeah, but. Um, Cause it's not working. Yeah, 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 definitely. But one one thing um, that you just touched on Was the Starbucks incident And then, uh, you, you know, when you when them incidents happen The first thing people do is run the social media And they start asking people to boycott And um, don't buy here, don't buy there and, and, and sign this petition so we can get an apology And all that But my, my whole thing behind that and that concept is Like if you, if you're spending money The way you are supposed to be spending money anyway. You don't have to you you don't have to boycott these folks. Like I have I don't I don't I don't spend no money with Starbucks. I ain't never spent no money in Starbucks. Not not one dollar. Like I don't go to Uh, I I, I may I may have bought like a friend on Went and they want, Hey, could you buy me a little? Okay, you like that? Okay, I'll buy you that to appease you. But for me going in there on my own purposes and spending my own dollar I ain't buying nothing like that. I don't spend my money with people like that because, like, you can you can hide behind your corporate policy, but I know who your owners right. are. I you know, know I know where you're right. from. So and it got to be some somebody somewhere selling something just like that within the black community. So it, it ain't well, all about it ain't all about coffee. You know what I'm saying. they can, they can right. get it. They can get it elsewhere. You're spending money where you're supposed to be spending. You ain't got the boycott these folks every time they do something crazy.
1: And th- this is what I tell. This is what I tell folks all the time. This is what. I, well, this is what I tell black folks. It, it, it really it pisses them off, but it's so funny to me because I love to see their reaction. When when exactly what you're talking about is if you know if you know where to spend your money and you you're not being frivolous with your money, you already know hey, I don't even much mess with these folks anyway because I don't have to spend money with them because I already know that they're up to something. So what I usually tell black folks is do what you do to black businesses. Self-boycott. Just like you do a black business. Oh, you, Just piss, do that business you pissing some black off, you,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you pissing people off, man. I mean, they... Do, yeah, I mean, they
1: <laughs> You know, they usually get mad about it, but I tell them, man, listen, do, do what you're already doing. It's not hard. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's so many businesses down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that I will not use. Like I said, that printing company, I will not use them. I tell folks all the time, listen, there's a printing company down here, but let me tell you my experience about that. Now, if you go and use that printing company, that's on you. But see, here's the thing too. When you're not spending your money frivolously like that right there, mm-hmm. you can start saving money and you can start putting money back to start buying up some of these properties mm-hmm. and start, start. if you have an idea to start a business, you got enough capital to be able to try to start a business. See, there's a method to the madness. People think that you just go, oh, well, you know, I ain't going to spend my money over here. I ain't going to do this. I got to have all of this stuff. Is all that stuff, you, is that is that a need or is that just something that you want? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. half of the time, you're going to spend money on it and then you're going to realize, why did I even much spend money on this ignorant junk? I don't even much need. And you're probably not going to use it in the next few years or what have you. So a lot of the money that I don't spend with these businesses because they, they they don't view me or value me as a customer, I put that back into my savings account. Cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, when I get my check, I'm already putting money back anyway to pay myself. Okay. I'm not, I'm not working just to be working to pay bills. I'm going to pay myself. Right. Cause I'm a bill as well too, but I like to look good and I like to do stuff. Mm -hmm. So then if I've got some money left over, if I'm a little bit off on my budget, I'm going to pay myself a little bit more. I'm not going to go down here and pay Mr.
0: Charlie. (laughs)
1: Cause he's not going to treat me right.
0: Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I just refuse, you know, I just refuse to, to spend my money somewhere that I just I don't know. I, I just look at business and, and you know, maybe because I'm a business owner, but I just look at business a little different. Like if, if, if folks, we got to get out of this, 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 this mindset where we can where people can come in our community, set up businesses, take money from the community and then go to their community and build that up with the money that they're making off us. Well, wow, our, our right. community is getting worse and worse, and their community is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just and, you're not, it's gonna, just and getting... you're not gonna
1: be able to go in there and set up in that
2: community. Nah. You're not gonna
1: be able to drive through there if, yeah. you, if you if you get the wrong directions and you stop, if you, if you blow a, if your tire if you blow your tire out mm-hmm. and you're driving through there, you run over a nail, you're to get shot to death for trying to change a tire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's that's. That's what the uh, the the thing was about. What this week with the with the uh, the black team got like the wrong directions or something. Or he missed the bus, uh, got off the bus. Right, the and the end. guy shot him. Yeah, the guy shot him. Got ran behind him with a shotgun shooting at him. That's crazy. It
1: didn't even and and, and Bell wasn't even that high. Bell was lower to where he can to where he can get. Out. And they all say the same thing. They've all been given that doctrine to speak, which is I fear for my life. Yeah, and so that's just when you hear when you hear that. You already know, hey, these guys, they've been sitting back and they've got their guidelines on how to speak from the top. And so they just all regurgitate the same thing because they already know nine times out of 10, nothing's going to happen. And if they do get some time, the time is going to be so little that they'll be able to get back out and still have time with their family. And the thing about it as well, too, that you have to look at is that a lot of times when these individuals do these things, they get money from their community to make up for whatever loss they have. And that shows you a breakdown of our community as well, too, because if any one of us get in a situation that we don't have the capital backed up, that we don't have a strong family standing, we pretty much going to be on your own because yeah. when these people do these things, they always get money from these folks. And it's almost
0: like a reward for them doing evil and doing dirt. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, every time one of these uh, like little races... Race soldiers get into some problems. They put up a uh, a little link, and then you look at the link one day and, and come back. The end of the week is fifteen, twenty thousand dollars already on the link. So you know yeah. they they, They're they yeah they supporting yeah. their community, and that, that just lets you know yeah on the lowest end yeah that just lets you know that it, it is like it is something that they 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 aware of and they approve of. 'Cause you, you don't throw no money mm-hmm. behind nobody that ain't doing something that you wanna do.
2: No,
1: of course not. You know, of course not. But mm-hmm. as you can see, uh it, it gets rewarded every time. And so and that and even on the lowest end, they'll get, you know, the amount of money they'll get'll be at least uh something that's a uh a, a, a middle uh let, let's say a middle way uh a middle America or a median income wage. So it's gonna be something between on the lowest end. $50,000 and higher. So they're going to get something that's going to supplement them. Now, a lot of these folks probably ain't, must never seen that money and they, that much money they life from one sitting. Yep. But they'll get that amount of money, which is a median income amount of money, $50,000 and higher to be able to take them and finish them for the rest of the year. Whatever they do just to help them with their legal fees, take care of their rent, whatever else. And then these folks get on TV acting like they're broke. But you're not broke, you know what I mean? So, but that, that's, that's why we have to get all of our stuff straight. And that's why... I'm as vocal as I am, because um, I feel like you know, either you got two, you got two options. Either you know, either you, you you die quick death or you die slow death. You know what I mean? So it's gonna come, it's gonna come either way. And so I, mean, I can't just sit back while you know um, these things happen in our communities and, and not want to to do anything about it. And so I feel like if, as long as I have a voice, I'm gonna speak out about it. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and uh, try to uplift the community, man. Try to do something for these kids. Show them something different, and you know the reason I'm going, and that's another reason why I'm going to make home sure to do the book signing because I went there a couple of years ago, and I did uh, uh what did I do? I did a uh, we were doing a rally down there to try to get the uh, Confederate battle flag taken off our state flag. And a lot of the kids were asking me, like, man, could you come back? Could you do something for us? Could you do this? Could you do that? Because nobody's ever left away from that area. Or you know how people is They get the ball player. They get the big boy contract. They do this. They do that. And they rarely come back to their community, you know, uh, to do anything. And some of it's just, you know. Mm -hmm. Some of it's just some of it's unjust because... You know, I understand like leaving and then you you running around somewhere and you got a, a lot of knuckleheads that probably want to rob you or something. Mm-hmm. But we got to have enough men that's gonna be able to stand up in the community to support somebody like that right there. And so I always want to go back and try to give back as much as I can. Even though I don't have a whole lot, I got enough. You know, I'm okay, I'm, I'm stable with what I have, but I want to be able to use it to go back and do something. Else. Cause don't nobody ever do stuff like that
0: for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, hit, hit your um, website where you uh, order the, the clothing line again. I got like a couple of inboxes asking for that.
1: All right. So, my clothing line, they can go to uh, www.statecapsheadwear.com. That's S T A T E. C A P S H E A D W E A R dot com. So that's state caps headwear dot com. I can ship to anywhere, uh, in the United States. Uh, I just put in a big order of some shirts to come in and stuff. So I got some shirts some tank tops. Uh, and so uh, I'm kind of out on some of the items right now, but I will, I should have those, uh, up and up and going next week and everything and then again the book you can get the book either from amazon or kindle you just type in surviving the war and college roommates it'll pull the book up the book on uh, amazon uh, it's a paperback book that's 14 it's 14.99 and then on kindle i think it's going for about 7.99 or 8.99 on
0: kindle that's what's up yeah i don't know i um I know like a lot of them visit my website and they be they be clicking and clicking 'cause I you know, I can I can look at the uh, the little italics of it and, and see who clicking what, clicking where. But for what I've been doing is like for anybody that come and and be on the show I, I kinda put a little feature page on their form so they can, you know, uh, if if anybody just coming to my page and they can know, you know go ahead and uh look at it and order stuff. So I don't know how if you set that up. If you got links, you know, I can, I can put your your stuff up there and then Joker can just order straight from there if they're on the uh, radio site or um, yeah, any I can other kind of it. way.
1: Yeah, I could definitely, uh, I can definitely shoot you some links and everything, so you can put it up on there. because um, mm-hmm. I got some links. Uh, I operate this, uh, the, the business page is a uh, state caps on Facebook, so it's different from the book page. I have those two separate. Uh, and then on the book page, it's just the same as the title, which is Surviving the War and College Roommates. But I could definitely see you some links, so you can put some of those links up as well too, so they can, you know, get guided directly to the spot where they need to go. Yeah, that, that.
0: just a, just to help out get get that revenue jumping. Right, I don't know how it is. And look.
1: And if you read the book, if you read the book, you're a listener. You read the book, man. You got to give me a review. You got to give me a review so that people can see it. I already have some reviews on there. Most people that have read it said they like the book. Like the book, but I, I love the feedback. I want to hear the review. Uh, I wrote the book to make it an easy read, so it is a fairly easy read. Uh, just make sure whenever you get it, wherever you get it from, make sure that you go
0: back on there and that you give me a review. I would, I would love and appreciate to have a review yeah that's what's up that's definitely a good thing man I, I like i say i gotta give you like mad 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 props on on finishing that book getting it started and finishing it because i'm still i'm still in the writing process of mine and you know i didn't change the title and the, and the books and the, and the whole thing in this, in these in these three four years that i've been trying to write it but i'm gonna get it out there but before we go, man, I gotta hit uh, you. Yeah. I, I gotta hit you with some politics, man. So what? You, what you think about this Trump thing, man? He, he bombing Syria. What's up? Um, I, I mean, I think all of that is. Um, I think all that is a. Uh, it, it is a political theater, if you ask
1: me. Um, I think. Um, it's
0: just political theater. I think uh, a
1: lot of that. Uh, you know, you got a guy who says he won't tell nobody what he does. You know, he kind of moves. Uh. You know, he he's he's, he's he. he he doesn't tell anybody, you know. Uh, he's incognito, you know, and but then all of a sudden, you know, he alerts uh his foe on what he's gonna do. And it sounds like, you know, uh, if you're the spotter and you know, and you and for a lot of y'all that street cats, you know, you're a spotter in the drug game, you have somebody they oh you, you, you know, they down here they you know, they do a lot of yelling and make oh excuse, you know, a police or somebody like that and they they alert you mm-hmm. before they come, you know what I mean? And so that's what that seemed like to me. Uh, I think America got exactly what they wanted. I think uh, Donald Trump is a microcosm of America. Um, I think there are a lot of racist people uh, in this uh, in this world. Um, prime, listen, I'm gonna tell you. So I, I have to tell stories to kind of relate where I'm at. So I, I was for for a while, I was the only black dude in my platoon in, in the military, and so you know I made an impact when I was there. You know I made staff sergeant for years, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like I was some type of slouch. You know what I mean? And for those of y'all that don't know, making that would be like if you walk into a company and you become a, a district manager, you know, within two years or what happened, mm-hmm. Uh for the listeners. And that listen, that's not familiar with uh, the military. And so um, it's kind of ironic and common to me. I was talking to uh, another white guy I was in the military with. And he was there. And This used to be this white guy. He, was, he used to outrank me. He used to talk a lot of crap, a lot of crap. And I used to tell him, I was like, listen, man, if I ever caught you outside of the military I I, I I i beat the shit out of you dude because mm-hmm. your mouth is, is real disrespectful it's real disrespectful mm-hmm. and so they were talking one day he was over there he was visiting and the guy he said well i'm on the phone with you know they used to call me rob he was like i'm on the phone with rob and he goes well who is rob and i go and i started laughing and i said so you don't remember the only black dude that you used to always talk always talk stuff to he got real, real quiet, act like he didn't know who I was. That's that is how a lot of people think, right? It's that, okay, now this guy just sent me a friend request on Facebook. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you didn't know me, but now you sent me a friend request. So my thing is, is that what have you talked about with the other people that they've alerted you? Did they tell you that my mouth was too big, that I wouldn't co sign and I wasn't the token? What is it the reason that you're coming back and you're trying to, you know, uh, uh I, I guess you try to recon me to see what my mind is at. That's how a lot of people are, man. When you look at Trump, he's the same way. It's, it's you know, he's so egotistical. Um, and he is what a lot of these people think they are. Uh, a lot of these guys like him because they think a lot of the things that he does is like, yeah, he's been with a porn star. That's cool, bro. Yeah, he's a tough guy. That's a great. lot of them guys want to be that guy, a lot of them want to be that guy. Um, this guy that runs around because that's the ultimate um, if if you look at it that's the ultimate dream for a white male in America which is I run around America is my stomping ground and nobody can check me right and Donald Trump is I mean he is the epitome of that and so I think America got what they wanted Um, I I just I, I believe if he ran again I believe he would be elected again uh, just because I believe there are a lot of undercover racists who agree with what he's doing. At the same token, I think that it is a good thing for African-Americans uh, that he was elected because I think a lot of the stuff that was under the table now is out on the forefront. And no matter where you at in America, it makes you realize where you're at. Now I know for some of us that reality, uh, that reality kills us on the inside and we have to find our safe space. But I would
0: rather be living in reality than be living in a dream. of any day, any day of the week, yeah, yeah. For, but for those, uh, for those of us that know, we I ain't, I ain't never forgot where I was at. I always knew I was up in America. I don't, you know, I don't had uh, uh, some some crazy experiences, and those experiences haven't let never let me forget that you know what kind of people we got out there. Especially, like, especially when you in the military. When you're, in, people don't understand that they right. haven't been in the military. Like, you meet people that ain't never seen a black person. They so right. in their community that right. they like. It was some people in in my basic training that had never seen black people before. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah, I met some guy. I met, we had a guy from Iowa. We I mean, had cash
1: from North Dakota, had never had never in their day. And that's why, you know, like, I tell a lot of people that's on my Facebook page when they follow me, especially a lot of black folks, you know, when I'm talking politics or I'm talking, you know, just in general, because a lot of, you know, a lot of these guys that that, that uh, follow following behind Trump, everything is political to them. Mm. So if you tie your shoe and you're not tying your shoe in a certain way, they don't like it. You know, it, it's political, so they are overanalyzing. like right? they have a certain way of analyzing, into and something, and it becomes this. It becomes this, 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 this big old gaggle for that they can tie that they can tie into something else. So I'm going to tie this into, you know, the war in Syria or something. It has no correlation, but they'll find a way to tie it into that. And so I tell a lot of black people, you know, when they comment, man, you know, I tell them, I said, man, this isn't for me, this is for you. Because I know the average one hadn't really dealt with somebody on that type of level, especially if they black. Like, yeah, you work with people, you work with a lot of white folks, it's a job and stuff like that, right there, but to really have to, you're talking about having to live with somebody, sleep with them, and then be with them all day, every day of the week. So it's a different type of experience rather than I'm just going to work with somebody and I'm just meeting this person if we leave home. We don't hang out on the weekend at all. Exactly. That's completely different.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you got to live with these guys, eat with these guys, and sometimes you got to go to war and you almost come to death with these guys. So you get to know, you get to know and learn somebody and you get to be more personable with somebody rather than just being out here as a regular civilian in the world and you're just meeting somebody I can cut you off. I could never have to see you, except for if we at work. And then if we if I change a job, I don't have to see you no more. Right. I don't right. even you're an afterthought. I don't even much have to think about you. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different, you know, when you're dealing with stuff like that right there. Yeah, but Trump's an idiot, man. I think he's a big time idiot. I think all these guys know he's an idiot. These guys have pretty much raped America. Uh all of these fools. they you know them guys do the same thing that they do here in mississippi which is they get a lot of these folks riled up a lot of these poor white folks making them believe that they're on the same team but you're not on the same team because these guys are rich and they don't care nothing about you
0: exactly making
1: these guys believe they're on the same team so that they're going to give them all of their stuff because it's always somebody else it's them it's they it's the blacks it's the mexicans it's hispanics the, it's, the Spanish, it's the jews the jews run the media da, 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 all this crap that they put out but it's so that they can consolidate power and then when they can consolidate power, they can run the government and do it however they want. And then there's no checks and balances because who's gonna check me? Because everybody that's in the government that I've shrunk down or that I've gotten control of, oh they agree with me.
0: Damn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's and true. And that's
1: just what and that's just what it is. So you know.
0: That's true. That's damn sure true. Well, folks. You know, I I I definitely gotta have you on like on a on a regular man and uh make sure you keep up with uh everything that's going on with you, man. I, I know you got a hundred and thousand different things going on just like me. But uh I yeah. definitely wanna be able to, you know, have you call me in and just talk through something. We go through some uh some information, man, and share some uh knowledge to some folks, man. I appreciate appreciate you making time for yeah, coming no, on no here, problem.
1: man. I, I... And I appreciate you for having me on, code I hope that uh, some uh, I know a couple of I've been getting messages from a couple of people that have downloaded your app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you much success in your in your endeavors, especially with this radio show, man. Uh, that you get out, I hope that you get out and reach a lot of people. Uh, when we get off of here, I'm going to make sure that I try to uh, I'm gonna try to get this episode properly so we can share it around, try to get people download the app. But uh, I wish you much success in that and much success in everything else that's due.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I'm going to push you. know I'm going to push your stuff, man. I'm going to push your sip, yeah, and I'm going to push your book as much as possible because we got to come together and get this thing jumping, man.
1: Most definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, all right anybody that uh that want to hit you up just share your uh your social media stuff one more time then we get up out of here all
1: right so anybody if you're interested in my book you can uh, you can go to facebook if you are on facebook um uh, you can go to surviving the war and college roommates uh, you can send me a message through there uh, i can send you a signed copy of my book uh, if you want to just get a copy of my book offline, you just go to Amazon and just put in the title, Surviving the War and College Roommates, and you can order from Amazon. You can also order from Kindle. Uh, if you want to email me, you can send an email to my address which is robinsonlawrence 25 at gmail.com and if you want to get some of my clothing uh, you go to my website which is www.statecapsheadwear.com tate www.state. C A P S H E A D W E A R dot com. I can ship anywhere in the US. Uh, if you want to get something shipped from overseas, or if you want me to ship something overseas, if you're an overseas listener, uh, just email me uh, on my business account at State Caps One. You can also follow my business on Instagram at State Caps
0: One. So that's S T A T E C A P S One. And that's how you get in touch with me. That's what's up. I appreciate you, and you know I'll be in contact. All right, most definitely. Cuz so you take care. All right. All right. So that's it for Movement Radio interview. Uh, we get back to the music. Uh, we we went a little longer, but it was it was very interesting. I love talking to uh, Lawrence about stuff. He has a unique political view. He has a unique unique perception on how he. He viewed things very similar to mine, so it's when when I get to talking to him, time can go by pretty fast. But um, I appreciate y'all supporting the show, and I appreciate you coming through. We're going to get back to this music. I'm going to hit you with a little. Movement Radio appreciates your support in providing uplifting music and interviews highlighting black excellence. If you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or brand influencer interested in marketing your product or service on Movement Radio's platform, send an email to mvmntradio7 at gmail.com.